Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 20 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Becchione. Welcome to today's episode. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Matthew 22 verses 37 through 40. Welcome to FASD Hope. I am so excited for today's episode. This is season three. We are in the summer and I'm so excited to have these three wonderful guests on today's show, one of whom is a return guest from 2020. And the other two fine guests are part of this wonderful, wonderful project movement that is happening, the Embraced film project and movement. So I will uh, stop my babbling and I will start introducing our guest today. So today, Joel Shagrin, Justin Overlander, and Jody Culp. Joel, Justin, and Jody, welcome to FASD Hope. Thanks for having us or having me back. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> thanks for coming back. Justin and Jody, welcome. Joel and I had an episode back in 2020 where it was just really starting. And unfortunately, the pandemic kind of put a damper on some things, but we're gaining momentum in this wonderful film project, as well as this, this movement of Embraced. So I would love for uh, everyone just to go around and, and quickly introduce yourselves and how you became involved in FASD advocacy and or this um, Embraced project. And I'm, I'm going to start with Joel. So four or five years ago, my son was diagnosed with an FASD. We brought him home from the hospital knowing that the birth mother drank, but my wife and I were quite naive to the potential issues that might arise. Uh, and all through his growing up times, we were confused because he was athletic and smart and funny. He could do math, actually algebra in his head, uh, just the first bracket of equations. And so it really fooled us. But on the other side of the coin were behaviors that we just could not put our fingers on. And we had gone to I don't know, a dozen different therapists and play therapists and sensory therapists, et cetera. Not one had uh, recommended FASD. And so it took a while. He was 14 when he was diagnosed and he was diagnosed at uh, now Proof Alliance, MOFAST at the time. And it was overwhelming. Uh, to say the least of this is a permanent brain damage, but you just dig in and you say, okay, <clears throat> how can we help? And are there interventions that work different? And in the process of that, uh, I had reached out to the folks at MoFast, now Proof Alliance, and said, is there a need for a film? And they were overwhelming 
leave behind what we've, you know, they took a board vote at the time back then, said we need Joel uh, to support Joel any way we can. And so the personal side fed the film concept um, and that developed and what I was learning as I was researching for the film would feed the personal side. And it's really changed the uh, trajectory of our family and the chaos at the house. Our son's brain injury does not go away, but he feels supported and loved. And um, it makes a huge difference to be able to pause and let him process rather than come at him with traditional parenting. <laughs> rah, 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 you know, so it's a, uh, it makes a huge difference in what you understand and learn. And you can hear more of my interview, my first interview with Joel, it's episode 22. Wow. And uh, that was back in 2020. So almost two years ago, Joel really shares his story and how he, go, you go further into um, your, your family story and, and how um, there were a lot of paradigm shifts in, in parenting your son. And uh, we also talked about the transition from teenager to young adulthood, because, you know, both they're in that going from teen to young adult stage, which we know in, especially in FASD, but in brain-based diagnoses is very challenging because the supports are dwindled. The, the, the lack of supports become even more lack in that uh, transition to adulthood. So um, episode 22, Embraced with Joel Shagrin. I highly recommend you go back and listen to Joel's story. So I'm going to pass the microphone to someone who I've been wanting to talk to for years and years and years, Jody Culp. You have so many initiatives. I love that you're part of this. Please let the dogs bark. It's okay. Right. Right. <laughs> it's okay. We've had sirens. We've had yelling. It this this is this is life. This so is life. please, please, Jody, share how you. I, I, we we need another episode for you, but please share a little bit for our listeners, a little bit about you, your advocacy in FASD, and then particularly how you became involved in this project. All right. So um, my journey with FASD began probably the day I first held my daughter, but I didn't know it, and we were. Um, we were re I was reading the broken cord and singing to her. And after I put it down, I was singing Jesus loves me and her eyes finally lit up after months of not having any connection to human beings. And it was like, I'm going to get this little kid and I'm going to find that spirit. Well, I definitely have a spirited child as everybody knows, because she is, she is kind of the Campbell soup condensed version of FASD, a little bit of everything. Um, anyway, so um, yeah, I've done, I've, we've done books, we've done speaking, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, um, and then I've got the Red Shoe Rock Initiative, which I'm the back engine of. Uh, I do the graphics, the concepting, and we are going to be uh, working together with Fast Canada, with CanFast, and do a five-year plan. So that's really exciting because um, my life is fairly complicated with my daughter being sick and um, dealing with the medical issues caused from fetal alcohol, which we all hope um, we can find issues so that the littles, littles can get them stopped before they're the age my daughter is. Um, so anyway, I met, I met Joel and Joel told me a story and I jumped on board. The project needs to be done. We've got 50 years of FASD. I've got, you know, since 1997, that's 25 years. So half of that time where I was really actively involved, but um, we need the truth out there. We need a, a full documentary that's going to be filled with integrity and truth and information and then 
um, educational segments that are like 20 minutes long and you can go to the Lions Club and you can share it. Or you can go do your lunch with your medical team and share it. Or you can you know, meet with your judicial team and share it. But we need to have a vehicle that moves us ahead in this industry, in this medical situation. We need to go forward where we haven't been before. We've got all the data. Somebody needs to pull it all together and make it visible for the public. And that's what Joel's vision is. And I'm on it. I love it. And Jody, we had um, your very close friend and colleague, Ann Yurchek, on episode 130, Digging Deeper with Ann Yurchek, which was an amazing episode. And Ann really went into that history in the 90s of, of starting Red Shoes Rock and just starting the, the initiatives that you and she and RJ have, have really um, made this an international campaign. So, And, and I think that's what's really important. It's grassroots, it's free. It's neighbor to neighbor, it's local. It doesn't matter if it's Canada or the US or the UK or New Zealand or Italy. We're all in it together and we all work side by side. And that's, you know, nobody's making any money. There's no egos. We're just doing the work. Again, if you want to hear more about that, listen to episode 130. And I love how there's just, there's no borders in, in that initiative too, Jody. It's, it's fantastic. And I'm really excited to see how much it's grown, especially in the past, like three to five years. I mean, I love how so many people from all over the world are getting involved. So oh, I'm, I'm just so thrilled that you're here. And last but certainly not least, Justin Overlander. I love your story. I love what you do. Before recording, I was talking about his extensive game collection and, you know, my homeschool brain was going gearing and like, ooh, what games does he have? So Justin, you are a very important part and you're new to this project. Please share with our listeners um, who you are and, and how you're going to help um, get this going and, and get this moving forward even faster than it was. I, I tell you what, Jody sums it all up when she says we're all in this together. And I think when she said that she was referring predominantly to the FASD community. But I view this as a human. We're all in this together. And I really truly believe that Jesus meets us where we're at. And so I want to be an extension of Jesus to help meet people where they're at, people that are struggling with something. And I didn't want to get involved. I'm looking at Joel right now. I know this is audio, but uh, he, he reached out to me. I was a producer on a, a TV show called The Chosen, which is all about Jesus and the disciples. And the, the impact that that show was having on people just seeing Jesus in a way that that we haven't really been able to show Jesus. Um, opened my eyes to just how media can connect to people. I mean, I would get messages that said I was on the brink of suicide. And then I saw Jesus in The Chosen and I had never pictured him like that, to be fun and smiling and want to embrace me like that, to call me by name. And so getting those messages, I'm like, oh my goodness, this, this is so powerful. And it's not me, it's not us. We're just a bunch of flawed filmmakers, but the power of media is so strong. Joel learned that I had left The Chosen and was pursuing some other things. And, and we just met for coffee. And I, he was telling me all about this and, and, and Joel's brain moves a, a mile a minute. And so he would be telling me one statistic and go to the next statistic. And I'm not a very smart guy. So I'm, it's all going over my head and, and I'm just swimming in this. What do you need from me, Joel? What are you, what? 
And then I started to research a little bit more on my own. Joel gave me some resources. He gave me his business plan, his pitch deck. I'm looking at these numbers. Like one in 20 kids might have FASD. Like my background is teaching. My last year of teaching elementary school, I had a class of 36 kids. Two of those kids very well may have had FASD. And then I start to reflect back on the kids that I interact with as a youth sports coach, a Sunday school teacher, you know, just interacting with kids through social media and whatnot, and then adults. And I'm like, oh my goodness, if we can get to the bottom of this, and I don't know if that's the correct terminology or not, but if we can really just explore this more and get solutions, get strategies for people to handle this that are afflicted with it, and strategies for those of us that don't know a thing about it and, and maybe interacting with people that, that have some of these, um, you know, I, I don't know the language quite yet, but some of these comorbidities of FASD to learn how can I meet them where they're at. And Joel mentioned it earlier, how once they learned the diagnosis, it just opened their eyes to a whole new world of parenting. And this documentary and the subsequent educational material that can come from this, I am hoping, I'm hoping, will open a lot of people's eyes to, to help us meet people where they're at. So I, I get really excited and I'm just honored to be involved here and uh, learn from, from you just wonderfully intelligent, wonderfully uh, passionate people. So, so I'm just, I'm thrilled, I'm honored and, and extremely humbled to be in this group right now. We're so thankful, Justin, that, that you accepted the call and, and came on board and honestly, just like Jody has said that this is such a grassroots for so long, the FASD community, FASD advocacy has been such a grassroots movement and to see it gaining momentum. I mean, it just gives you hope, you know, it gives you hope. And to know that when you see our kids, and I, I say that affectionately because, you know, Jody, Joel, and I have adults, young adults slash adults, but we still call them kids, you know, when other people see them the way Jesus sees them, that right there is what we're trying to get. And you don't, I, I, I've said this so many times, but you don't discipline a disability. You don't punish a symptom. And to teach about FASD, I really think there's so many parallels in, in how teaching the world to see our kids, how the Lord sees them is these beautiful, you know, wonderfully created human beings. And Yes, they have what the world sees as, as deficits or needs, but what we as the FASD community, especially parents and caregivers, we see the strengths. We see those those diamonds that are under there that we have to, you know, dig out and 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 buff. So I'm I'm just so glad you're on board. And now I, I promised you all I wouldn't jump into a rabbit hole, but I do have to jump into a quick one here with my friend Jody because I have been wanting to talk to her for years. And she is such a busy woman. She's such a busy advocate. She's such an amazing mama. Um, Jody, I really, really just want to talk to you, you know, just quickly, because I know we really want to talk about this wonderful project, but um, let's just talk about this. How far the FASD advocacy has come 
And what has surprised you in this, especially in thinking in the, in the past, like three to five years, what has surprised you in the growth of, wow, we're talking about, you know, films and, you know, we have more than one podcast and we have, you know, we just have so much happening now. I, I look to you as a legacy and a pioneer. What do you think of all of this action? Well, you know, we had a hope to happen in 1999. And so, you know, we've been patiently, quietly waiting. I think, um, uh, you know, 911-2001 uh, stopped a lot of our momentum and, and, and things just, just kind, of, kind of stalled. And then they regurgitated research for years. You know, people had, had stepped out and done some really famous, fantastic stuff and the data was all there. And, and then the researchers researched it, the research again. And, and, and that was disappointing as a caregiver because it was like we were spinning our wheels and, and I wanted to get out of the starting gate like a racehorse, you know, of course that's who I am. And, and um, it's been really a blessing to me to see, um, see the go-getters, you know, see, see that, um, well, like Ira Chasnoff has pulled ahead again and, and that, you know, that, that had fallen behind because of what happened with the, with, you know, the media pulling out information that wasn't true yet. Uh, and, and that's what we're trying really hard here not to do. We want to get the facts out, the truth out, not, not have media take it over and say, um, oh, guess what? This is something like blah, 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 blah. We don't want that. We want to, to, to put it out in a really honorable way. Um, I'm excited. I think the thing that's really exciting right now is the eagles are not there. And, and that was there before, you know, everybody had their little turfdom and, and I always tried not to have that. And, and as you know, Christ is part of my life and Christ is in my books. And, you know, I've been told over and over, if you just took him out, you would have a lot better, better opportunity. I'm like, I can't separate him from me. I mean, it's like, you know, I made a commitment um, to dedicate my life to fetal alcohol when I had a 5% chance to live and he gave me a miracle. And I'm not gonna walk away from that miracle. Amen. And I think we can all agree too that, you know, when the world tells you to take Christ out of something, I think that's the Lord telling you, you got to push further. You got to go into this further. Like I, you know, there was a time there where, you know, I kind of wavered on the podcast and I was praying, you know, Lord, is this, do you really want me to continue with this? And, you know, and, and people are saying, oh, if you just, and my answer was, <laughs> my answer was support from, you know, unexpected ways that I never even thought, you know, I'd, I'd receive support from. So I, I think that's a testament, Jody, that when, people, when the world tells us to take the Lord out of what we're doing, out of our calling, out of our mission, out of our, you know, ministry, then that's him telling us, nope, you got to go further. You got to go deeper and, and you're going to make enemies. And you know, what? <laughs> like, like Jesus said, you know, the world is against me. So, and I love how you really want to show this, this project really wants to show the truth in FASD, which we know there's so many facts that get distorted. There, there are so many other um, systems that don't want to hear what, what needs to be heard in order for FASD, just like the FASD Respect Act, to be recognized as a diagnosable developmental disability that affects an estimated one in 20 children. So that, again, when you tell people that and when they have the deer in the headlights look, Okay, that's that's why this is happening. So, 
let's talk to Joel about, I talked to you back in 2020. I still can't believe it's been that long. Let's talk, Joel, about how this has grown. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how Justin came on and how it's going to grow even more. But let's talk about what's happened in those past two years, Joel. Well, it, there's, you know, COVID got in the way, you could say, but it also was a blessing. Um, I have probably over 100 hours of interviews. Some of those are in person, but the majority are on Zoom, and that's because of COVID, right? And so I just got on Zoom and I traveled the world and got to hear people from Australia and all parts of Alaska and all over Canada. Um, I don't know if I've had anybody in England or not, but most certainly all over the United States as well. And I was collecting stories. I was growing in my understanding of this condition. Uh, it takes a while to get your head around the neuroscience, right? Let's talk about the limbic system and how it works and yada, 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 right? But you have to get to a point where you understand the subject. And I believe I've grown in that area. There's a long, long ways to go, but at least I have my the basics down or the foundation down. And a lot of that was because I traveled the world talking to people and interviewing people. Um, and out of that also came an international network so that we have the potential for collaboration and distribution. But I was after story. And the story theme that continued to come up were, was the uh, school story. And so we've written a story at the beginning of this year, actually, and developed a composite story. Um, I don't have the interest um, to go into a home and try to follow somebody who's dysregulated. That just doesn't honor anybody. It creates more stigma. And so what we're doing is creating a composite story uh, at this point, it's a male figure, and he's all excited about going to school for a particular subject, and by the time he gets there, all of the sensory and auditory and visual processing things have caught up with him, and he's not understood, and a situation happens within the classroom that shouldn't have happened with knowledge. And it ends up in a, quite an inciting moment. Um, you know, a lot of it's based on um, true stories. Uh, the part that happened after the disruption in a classroom was a true story. I, our son went to nine schools and four um, supporting after-school programs or school-supported programs, however you want to say that. And not one person understood FASD. It was a lot of work to get into school, right? And so it's a theme within our family as well. So we've written a story and outlined a story that a script can be written around. And the film's intent is really to put a narrative within the documentary and the interviews and let the interviews from caregivers and professionals as well as the graphics really just be the truth tellers to what happened, uh, the nuances and the differences, and just to understand what a child with an FASD may go through during a given day and how much different it is from their point of view 
and just really advocate for their supports as part of this process. And most certainly we'll cut that up into shorter educational segments that can go with it. But we have the foundation now for a story. And originally I wanted to cover a larger scope of our community and the supports in that. And I think the school story in and of itself is a big enough story. And so it's gotten, the big story has gotten bigger by getting narrower <laughs> or gotten simpler, I guess is one way to say it. So really appreciate Joel. And you spoke about this in our first um, interview. I really appreciate how you're taking, you're educating and you're taking this film and not only are you putting a face and a voice to those with FASD, but you're you're creating a, a story where the the viewer, whether it be uh, individual or community or school or you know class, they are getting more engaged. So it, it it's like you're creating this the story that's, that's based on, you know, a lot of, because you're, you're sharing, like, for example, your son, nine schools, I I'm nodding my head just because, yeah. And I probably, I would probably say like 90% of other parents would say, yep, yep. I'm, I've, my kid's been to at least five schools. My kid's been at least to seven schools or that's why we homeschooled. So I, I appreciate as a parent, I'm really appreciative of the fact that not only do you want to educate and you want to, um, just create a movement through Embraced, but then you really want to put a personal story behind it so that people can can become more involved and, and more passionate about this. Um, so I, I really, really am just, I, I keep saying this, but I'm so thankful that you are continuing this, this massive undertaking. So let's talk a little bit more about Embraced now and now that Justin's on board and how Jody's involved too, let's talk about now moving forward. We're airing this in July. So we've got, you know, five more months left in the year, plus, you know, thinking ahead. What's the plan now? So this summer we're raising um, some funds to shoot a pilot or a proof of concept because it's, it's most certainly could just be considered a documentary with a reenactment, but the react the reenactment's a little more robust in the context that we're picking up on the, the composite story because we really want to avoid the shame and the stigma and those kinds of things. And so we really want to um, hone in this summer on a shorter uh, proof of concept so that we can turn that into uh, a grassroots movement for fundraising and grow it from there. So step one, hopefully, is this summer we'll be shooting. Yeah, and and I, it, it's hard not to get ahead of ourselves because like I just, I see so much potential for this to have such an impact for years and years down the road above and beyond just the feature uh, length documentary. And I love that, that Joel um, calls it the embraced movement because I do hope that this starts a movement. And I, I have so little skin in the game compared to you three. I mean, my, it's, you guys have, have so much of a, of a deeper connection to this through personal experience. 
I just love loving on people. And I look at this as an opportunity to love on people. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to be on board in that regard. And yeah, as, as Joel mentioned, uh, you know, at this point, we just kind of redid the, the pitch deck. I mean, all the pieces were in place. Joel has worked his tail off over the years. Jody has certainly been uh, integral to the development of where it was when I came on board. I, I told them this the other day and I'll say it here. What they needed was a dummy to come in. Somebody that wasn't that, that wasn't as knowledgeable about FASD, that just didn't have the background. Somebody that just, uh, I don't get it. And could just really pick out the key elements that can be impactful for somebody outside of this community. Because from what I've gathered, this is a fairly small community of advocates and when you're using terms like comorbidities, which is something that I just wasn't all that familiar with. Now, my wife is a social worker. She gets that terminology. She works with, uh, with, with individuals with mental illness. So she understands, um, and, and I, I, I don't know if mental illness is even an appropriate thing to say anymore, but I'm an advocate for mental wellness. And, and I see this as something to promote wellness in, in individuals. So uh, coming from a dumb layperson's perspective. So pause right there. <laughs> pause right there, Justin. No, we're not, or there's no shame and stigma. You are the test subject. You are the test subject. You are, you are the not, you know, impartial test subject. Who's just, Hey, I need to learn about this. Please don't say that because it, it there's a, there's a saying you can't be upset with what you didn't know when you learn what you know. I, I, and I'm saying that hard. I, it's, uh, it's something that we've learned in the neurodiverse community. It's, it's, it's basically don't beat yourself for something you didn't know about. You know, you know about it, paradigm shift, let's move forward. So you're, you're, you're so right. I don't know if this is still a pause or not, but on a podcast earlier today, I, I actually, um, alluded to something similar about how I love on people so easily, uh, except the one that is getting a finger pointed back at him right exactly. now. I have a tougher time loving myself than loving other people. And that's something that I'm coming to terms and, with. And for the record, for the record, so we're, we're recording this. If I can humbly speak on behalf of Jody and Joel, Justin, the FASD community needs lots of loving on. Yeah. We need lots of loving on. I mean, I'm talking 50 years worth plus, plus, you know, uh, we need someone like you who is willing to learn, willing to grow and willing to love on us because we are a community of not only parents, but self-advocates, anyone in this community, we have been shamed. We have been ostracized. We have been um, told uh, we've been denied and, um, you are giving us hope in that we can say, Hey, if we can tell him, if Justin gets it and he does, and, and if we can make this into a bigger and better, and just like Joel and, and you are saying a movement, this is not just a film. This is the start of something, which I love. Um, then, oh my goodness, 
you, you are one of the biggest cogs we need in this machine to move forward is that you're, you're the Lebanon, <laughs> you're the Lebanon guy. And again, this community, we need all the love we can get. So uh, you're, I, I'm, you're making me tear up a little bit because <laughs> hearing you say that you've been ostracized and, and all it, that, I have such a desire to give a voice to the marginalized and this, yes, this yes. is giving voice to the marginalized. So yes. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. So let's go around past the mic. I'm going to start with Jody. What are some key points that you want listeners to know about this embraced movement, not just the film project, but the movement and why it's so important. So let's start with Jody and then we'll go around. I think the first thing I want people to know is that uh, it's, it's coming from compassion. So we've got an acronym we're using this year, which is CARE. And that's actually the embrace movement. It's compassion. We want to build compassion. It's awareness. We want to increase awareness. It's recognition. And those are similar words and people often would think they're the same, but they really are not. We want people to recognize it and want to do something about it. So we want that, that awareness to create recognition and passion within the people. And then we want to give solid education, not just, edu not just facts that have been regurgitated, but you know, this is where we add, this is what the adults are saying. This is what people with FASD are sharing with us. Um, yeah, it's, it's about all of us. It's, it's about, you know, many, you know, there, it's just a big movement, you know, and it's time. It's time to make that happen. Um, we, you know, we face a, a different um, big wall than autism does, a huge big wall. And, and we're, we're going to go, we're going to, we, Joel and I are willing to crawl under, climb around, bust it down, jump over. I'll hold the flashlight. Dude. I'll hold the flashlight and I'll bring the microphone and I will like broadcast and I'll do a live podcast as y'all are going to over and under and around that wall. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And, and Jody, what you said is just, it's so true. Okay. It's one thing to be aware, but then you need recognition. I mean, awareness is, is great, but then okay, you can't stop there. And I love how you've shared that it just keeps going. So, oh, I love that. Joel, how about you? What key points do you want our listeners to know about the importance of Embraced Movement? Well, the film hopefully is a, a jumpstart, a kickstart for the conversation around this issue uh, using the story. But the the project itself has a lot of vision for the back end uh, once the film is done for the educational component. So it's, it's town hall meetings and it's affiliate programs, it's assessments that really make a difference for our kids, uh, wraparound services. I'm a filmmaker, but God's also gifted me with vision and so I have to be really careful. All right, I've got to really, I think, download on a solution. So I'll write that down, I'll outline it, and then get back to the film part of it. And I want to turn that loose to somebody. So we need resources and supports on the front side in order to, um, to continue the movement beyond just a film. And I'm excited about that. Before I pass the microphone to my new friend, Justin, 
I feel a call to action people. You know, I do this in podcasts. I'm known for doing this and, and I'll do this in my social media posts this week, which we'll be sharing all of our links and everything. Um, we need help. And I know that I've interviewed people who can help. And I know I've interviewed people who know people who, who can help. So we need your help in getting this going. This so often in FASD advocacy, it's either the self-advocates or the parent advocates, and it's this tight-knit group of us, and we're working and working and working, but we need to bring more people in like Justin and more people in like, you know, who, you know, are, are adult children who have this voice that needs to be heard. So this is a call to action. Embraced movement. We need your not only support, not only prayers, but we need you, your work. So I'm just putting it out there. I love planting seeds in this podcast because I like to see them grow. And a good example of that is run FASD. So sorry, just a little, little thing there. So I, we need to plant a seed for embraced movement because this is just so vital. So Justin, I apologize. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Key points, key points about the embraced film and movement that what no, no thunder stolen whatsoever. Um, love the love the endorsement and and the excitement, the enthusiasm. Um, embracedmovement.org is our website, and and we're on socials at embracedfasd on Instagram, and embracedfasd is our Facebook page. And I'm on Instagram, Justin Overlander, the only Justin Overlander in the world. So I've got links to all of that as as well. Um, I I think. You, you you all touched on it too. And and Joel, one of the early things I said to you, I, I, I may have sounded cynical when I said it, but I'm not interested in just raising awareness for the sake of raising awareness, because I think awareness gets people thinking about it for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, maybe a year. And then what happens? It fizzles away. It 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 just it's that church camp high. I don't want to give a church camp high to people outside of the FASD community. I want to give actionable opportunity. I, I want I want this to to literally be a movement that will I, and, and I don't even know what it is. Like Joel, I, I have these visions of, of grandeur and I don't even know how far along the path I'll be, you know, if, if Joel is, is accurate and we can bring in the type of people that we need to bring into this movement to handle the educational side of things and the advocacy side of things to lead these town halls and to get to, I, I wanna infiltrate, I want to infiltrate the healthcare system. I want to infiltrate the, the prison system, you know, the, the, the law enforcement, the educational system. I just want everybody to know know that this is something that is real, you know, 300 times more prevalent than autism. Did I say that statistic right? Is it 300 times or 300%? 300% more prevalent than autism, right? I know that autism, the latest numbers, I believe, were one in one in 62-ish, one in 60-ish, I believe. And again, the, the, the Sentinel study by Dr. Philip May, UNC, Chapel Hill, one in 20. Yeah. So- and I, and I think by all intents and or for all intents and purposes, that's probably a conservative. That's a conservative. Yeah. And that actually, I thank you for correcting me in that. Yes. So that is actually a, a conservative estimate and it is the most, and, and Joel and Jody, we say this, this, this hashtag 
misdiagnosed, undiagnosed, underdiagnosed of all the developmental disabilities. And that's anywhere. Seriously, how can you not be interested in learning more about this after after knowing that? I mean, it, that's all it took for me was was just digging in a, a little bit. It didn't take me long to realize that this is something that is, is just absolutely vital that we uh, that, that we bring light to it. And I'm all about bringing light into the world. So let's bring light into everybody that's uh, is afflicted and and an okay word to say that is affected by um, FASD either personally or um, adjacently. Oh, I know you wanted to say something before we go to our next question. Well, even in the 300% more prevalent side, a lot of our kiddos have subdiagnoses of autism because of the social, primarily because of the social um, adaptability. Lack or, of adaptability. Or, ADHD, or ADHD, pardon, I'm, yep. I'm sorry to interrupt well, you, but because- that was an important, you and I, that was one of, in fact, I still, Joel, I still use your line in, in when I'm a guest in, and I, I credit you, um, that it, your son and my son both received their ADHD diagnoses, diagnoses prior to their FASD diagnoses. And you said, you just, it was, I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. You said ADHD is not an incorrect diagnosis, but it's not the full diagnosis. It's not the main dot that connects all of those comorbidities, which Justin, that's the word, hang around with us. You're going to hear that word so much. That's the FASD dot is the one that connects all of them because, and then, you know, um, a, a few months later, when I spoke with Dr. Ira Chasnoff, he's like, yes, because ADHD is a genetic mutation in the lack of dopamine. FASD is the brain damage from the prenatal alcohol exposure. That's why medications, you know, won't work in however many 99.9% .9 of the cases. So I'm, I'm sorry. So Joel, just to let you know that when you say that, when you say ADHD or, or autism is, is a, an accurate diagnosis, but it's not a complete diagnosis. I still use that because that's really a great way to sum up how FASD is the cause of it. Well, that's great. I'm, use it away. Um, <laughs> it, this project is by, with, and for our community, right? And so going back to we needing resources. I want to hand this project off once the film is done, right? It's it's not about me. Here's some vision and that needs shaped. And just like Justin's come along and he's helped shape and define these big ideas down to more simple bites. And uh, But our kiddos oftentimes have those diagnoses and feed their own, uh, what's the word? So if, forgive me for thinking off, off the cuff here, but if our kids have, are 300% uh, more prevalent than autism, my son's autistic diagnosis goes into the statistics against his own statistic. I don't know if that's being yes. said right. Yes, no. It's, so it's, it's gotta yes. be considerably more prevalent than yes. autism, right? So anyway. Yes, yes. And again, that's something that we as parents have been 
trying to explain, trying to, to communicate for, for years, you know, for, for decades that this is, again, when you learn the science, like Joel said, and, and I know Jody knows this too, when you learn the science behind the diagnosis, it, it just changes your life. You know, it's like coming to Christ. It's, it's, oh my goodness. Why don't people understand this? You know, it's just like, okay. You know, I just smacked my head. Of course, this is a, an audio podcast, so you can't, you can't see that. So let's talk about what's coming up. So we have these wonderful plans. I planted a seed in a call to action out there, folks. Um, Justin and Joel and Jody, let's talk about events that are coming up for the rest of the year regarding um, the embraced film and movement. Embrace is part of Red Shoes Rock. So the Red Shoes Rock kickoff is June 1st. It's 99 days. And um, as you know, Anne will be doing the medical piece and Yvonne will be doing the, the general piece and all your podcasts are going to go in there and we're adding Jeff Noble's stuff and, and um, Robbie's stuff. I, you know, it's, it's going to be just whatever it is. It's kind of, you know, there's a plan. And then there's this, the other pieces that just get dumped in because the community's doing them. And Embrace is part of that whole thing. So, um, you know, we'll be putting in information. There'll be, um, I'm sure, little videos and memes and things that will be shareable. And, and that's what we're calling out to action. The, the way you can really help us is in social media. Put it on your own pages. Put it in LinkedIn. Put it in Instagram. Put it, you know, if you're tw tweeting, tweet. You know, take our, our pieces and and multiply them because that's what this is about. We multiplied it and we had two hundred and fifty eight dollars in 2017 and we multiplied it as a group. I mean, this is for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sixteen point five million, sixty five languages in one hundred and nineteen countries. And I mean, that was us. That wasn't me. That was that was everybody sharing and liking and and saying you know, putting their own two cents in there. And that's what we need to do. And that's how this is going to grow is that we're going to do it on our own. I mean, we're not doing it on like Joel and Justin and Jody and everybody else that's helping us behind the scenes. It's, it's you guys that are helping us. You know, it's, it's the $10 donation. It's the, it's the hundred dollar donation. Of course, it's bigger donations, right? You can't make a movie without money. And um, we're at the point now where you know, that's, that's the call to action that we need because now we're stepping out into um, more than we can do with, with $258 or $1,000. We need, we need funding. Justin, how can you, what else can you share about what's happening this, this year and where our listeners can help? Yeah, the first step for the documentary project is to get the short proof of concept shot that Joel was talking about. And more than anything, we're, we're just the, the the dollars away from it. I mean, we're just we just need to get the money in the bank to do that. We're not asking for a ton. Um, EmbracedMovement.org is where you can learn more about that. But in addition to that, it's it, for me as as still an outsider coming in, um, not knowing the community in any fraction of, of the way that you guys know it, I'm just getting to know some of these other uh, social media accounts and organizations and advocates and such. And 
follow let, let's follow each other on social medias and let's like jody was saying let's share each other's posts and let's comment and let's like and, and let's just let's send messages to each other let's introduce ourselves to each other if you don't know natalie and you don't know fasd hope reach out right i mean is that okay if i say that people can reach out to you it's it, oh my I mean, goodness yes people reach out to me <laughs> multiple times a week yes yeah and, and reach out to jody reach out to joel reach out to me and and just let's let's build this community up because as jody said earlier we are all in this together the fasd community is in this together and i still say you know that it branches out that that we as the human human condition we're all in this together so let's just build each other up if you've got something that you want to uh have have uh shared send us a message uh on our instagram or facebook pages or send me a direct message on instagram and, and i'll do what i can to help support your cause I, I don't ever ask for anything without offering something in return and so if if uh, you feel the desire to do something for the embraced movement, then let us do something for you. Amazing, amazing. I am so thankful for the work, the devotion, the faith, the hope, everything that you three are giving, not only to the embrace movement project, but as I like to say, a scrappy grassroots movement, bunch of people who've been in the dark for a long time and we need that light shined on, on us. Um, so I, I'm just as, again, as, as a mama who, uh, you know, I'm just, just a mom. And, uh, as my friend Ann Yurchek would say, I'm just a mom. Um, and I think that on behalf of parents, um, again, what you're all doing is giving us hope because not only are you wanting to get this out there and again, get this out there in a big way, and then break it up into different ways, but then start a movement about this. So, so I am so thankful and listeners, please note that I will be having Joel, Justin and Jody back on when their busy schedules allow it. So we can have an update. I'm excited to, to, to give an update and, um, you all know before we end, um, I will quickly say that um, all of today's information, embracemovement.org, um, social media handles, all that good stuff will be listed not only in our program notes, but as well as our posts, our social media posts on FASD Hope. So we end on hope. That's the way that, that that's just the way we are. We end on hope because um, you need hope on this journey. And um, I I'm talking like a fan because I am a fan of all of the work that you all have done. And I'm also talking as a follower of Christ. I'm so, so thankful for the work that you've done because you really are, you're, you're shining a light on an, an injustice that needs to be, um, that needs to be righted. I guess for lack of better words, and you're shining a light and you're loving, I'm going to use that, Justin, you're loving on a community that has been unloved for far too long. So um, let's go around and share our words of hope. I will start. We like to, I like to affectionately call them hope takeaways. And I am going to start with the amazing Jody Culp. I know you have 
so you have books of hope in you. I've read your books. Please share some words of hope with our listeners of what we can so, be. So here's my hope. My hope, I mean, stigma, we know stigma, right? And and I hope that this movie can go deeper than that, that, that we can get rid of dismissiveness, which is the covert action that happens against our people. Dismissive, dismissive, dismissive. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of, of um, people uh, um, overlooking them, not seeing their brilliance, not seeing the capabilities and the wonder and the creativity. And, and, and I want that expressed. I, I, um, uh, you know, I, I interviewed with Joel earlier and Joel, um, and I said that to, in the, in the interview and Joel edited it out, he edited and put that in. And I got an email back. He said, Oh, I thought you were going to give us some brilliance. And I thought, Oh boy, you don't get it. I gave you brilliance. Brilliance is that our people are brilliant, concretely brilliant, different than we are. It's okay. And the world needs, the world needs these folks. We need these folks. These are loving, kind human beings that need to be embraced. And we need an embrace movement to make the difference. So get on your red shoes and go rocking. Amen. Amen, Jody. Justin, how about you? I am a firm believer in the adage that whatever you look for, you tend to find. And so if you're looking for the deficiencies and you're looking for the flaws, that's what you're going to see. If you're looking for the good, you're looking for the heart, you're looking for the fact that he's able to solve the beginning of the algebraic problem in his head, that's an amazing blessing. And that's an amazing light to see in your loved ones. Look for the good in them because it's there. There is so much more good out there. It, it just, with the social media disease, I mean, I shouldn't use that word flippantly, but uh, there's, there's such a propensity to accentuate the negative and to give voice to the, the, the bad things that are out there. Um, this, this is good. This is a good movement because we are going to bring light and we're going to emphasize the good of, of, of everybody. So um, it's kind of a roundabout rambling way of just saying that I, I believe that, that you find what you look for and I want to look for the light. So I encourage everybody else to look for the light. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention just Joel and Jody have been doing this for embraced and Jody, other I mean, all of this voluntarily. I mean, there's, there's, there is so much unpaid effort put into this years and years and years. And I just want to acknowledge how, how, how proud I am of you guys and to be a part of the team with you. Um, Natalie, I forgive me, I don't know your backstory well enough, but I'm assuming you're not getting rich doing FASD hope. So I'm, I'm paying to do FASD. <laughs> People know that I'm transparent. My accountant's like, you know, you're going to have to break even someday. So, but you know, it's it, that shares and, and Justin, I'm glad you're sharing this. And, and I know this is part of hope takeaway and, and Joel, we're ending with you. Um, but all of us, all of us advocates here in the FASD community, whether self or 
parent or educator or whatever, 99% of us, we're, we're paying to do this, or, or this is a ministry for us, honestly. It's a ministry, it's a calling, and it's also wanting better for our kids and wanting better, you know? And um, so, so thank you for lumping me in between these two pillars of greatness, Joel and Jody. But I, I, I love, I love that hope takeaway, Justin. That's yeah. Yeah. And again, keep loving on our community. Oh my goodness. I'm going to throw that in with your hope takeaway. Joel, finish us out with a hope takeaway. Well, thank you for all of what you're doing here. And Jody by far has been a pioneer in this issue and she's been pioneering off the charts dedicating volunteering you know once in a while when i get in a donation it's like jody can you write me an invoice so i can send you a morsel <laughs> but it's it's hundreds of hours over several years and you think it uh, a project like this is just you wave a wand and you start filming and there's a lot more that goes into it. It's starting a business on steroids because of just the nature of what we're up against here. But all right, the hope takeaway. Um, the simple part of that, um, I don't know, I, I like to try to make it simple. And our family found hope when we got educated. And the perseverance pays off. Um, you may not think that you're making headway, but all of a sudden you hear through his ILS worker of something that's happened or him being in a place where he he's in a uh, space. Our son is in a space from a personality standpoint. He's just a deep thinker. He doesn't say much, but he'll say things to other people. And then you hear back and that brings hope. And it's because of the perseverance and getting educated on um, the brain differences and how to work with that. And that brings hope, brings hope to a family. And we are prayerful that our film will do the same. And we're ending on those fabulous words of hope. Joel Shagrin, Justin Overlander, and Jody Culp. It has been my pleasure to interview you and I pray that you all will come back on FASD Hope soon and give us an update on how the seed that has been planted is growing. Thank you for being on FASD Hope. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Natalie and Thank Jody you. and Justin. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, team. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Becchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.